The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD or its components. I'm here myself through my headphones. Yes, man. Like, I feel real good about this. Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. 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 That energy. I feel like I oh, forgot yeah. how to do this. Oh, yeah. I know, right? So I like forgot it's been how a hot to do minute, this, man. man. What's up? What's good, man? What's the deal? Nothing Seems much. like it's been a minute. Seems like it's been a long time, man. Yeah, I think it's been like three weeks since the last time we sat down and talked. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah, man. But let's all right. Let's set it off the right way, man. Give me one right thing that you like just despise about the Navy. One thing you hate about the Navy. I guess the one thing I hate about the Navy, man, that's a, at first off, <laughs> that's a tough question, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It might be multiple things, but I'm going to give yeah. you my number one yeah. thing. My yeah. number one thing is is uh, the DCPO program, man. Damn Control Petty Officer Program, man. Uh-huh. That's one of the things that I feel like it's too many identities. Too many people can, can kind of squeeze different things out uh, about the DCPO program when it comes to do they need to send a sailor or... Uh, should my guys be doing it themselves and all this type of craziness? I feel like it should be straight black and white. This you send this person, or we give it back to division. As a damage controlman, I have no problem with giving it to division, long as you let me walk around and be able to tell you if your stuff right or wrong or whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. But this program, I feel like it'd be done a whole lot easier than what we are doing, and I'm, I'm a big fan of giving it back to the division. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because I get so many headaches about people coming TAD to me. Every time I go into chief mess, every time I walk around the ship, somebody say, oh, what's this? What about that? What about this? Man, take them back then. Yeah. <laughs> take yeah. them back. I have zero problem with that. Zero. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of my biggest things, man. At DCPO, every ship I've been on, man, it's always been like a little bit of a headache uh, when it comes to sailors. Not the work. Not the work side of it. Just the sailor's piece uh, has always been an issue. Yeah, I thought, how about you? I, I thought it was cool oh, when, um, when, the, when like the EMs from the division would go over to DCPO shop, get their PMS, whatever they had to do for the week. You still kind of controlling, you know, your week. They knock that, they knock those checks off. Then they still kind of do checks within the work center. I thought that was cool. Versus losing an entire, you know, seller for. X amount like three months or whatever like that. But see, now with that with that being said, right there, the difference in that is um I feel like they put a whole lot of work on a DC guy to walk around and in, in every division he goes around, he separates who's doing what. Now, think about all the work centers he got to put inside of um inside of SCED to individually do that. Oh, you know so, what I'm saying for like for eat. That ain't how we do it right now. So you talk no. about you talking about giving them the checks back, all the DC, all the DCPO yeah. checks. Boom. Yeah, and exactly. And then the division do those checks. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And it was like that. It has been like I'm gonna tell you, it's been like that before. But what happened was uh, we we got a, um, I guess I'm gonna say got complacent, and the maintenance wasn't being done correctly, and all this type of stuff. So that's the reason why they gave it back. Yeah, because you, to, you need somebody to yeah. train and teach how to do some stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. Yeah. So yep. I mean, and even when they started incorporating, because they they recently started incorporating some of y'all checks, some of the DCTO to, checks back to the yeah. division. Nobody knew how to do it. 
Nobody yeah. knew what it was, how to do it, yeah. how to add it to the work center. You know, it was yeah. not Especially really that there. ventilation, that ventilation check, man. That's what it was. For me, that ventilation check is the best thing ever happened to the Navy. <laughs> what, getting it Dude. back to the divisions? <laughs> yeah. From a DC standpoint, it yeah. is. Dude, that maintenance is that maintenance is like Dude, the hard the harder checks is, is is crazy, man. Yeah, we I mean we do ventilation checks too. So some yeah. of those checks, I'm like, is this it's kind of repetitive, man? You know, some sometimes it's like it's, it's overlapping what we do, and then you see the DCPOs do it. Because when I was on a ship as a junior seller, we did all the belts and like we yeah. replaced the belts and all that in my division. It wasn't like a DCPO check, so that was weird going back yeah. to the ship. Yeah. Um, I, I take was yeah, it. Yeah, that ventilation check, man. I just real quick. I remember back when I was on older ships, man. That, that check came out and they said, um, if you didn't have like a, um, let me see, like a hole in your ventilation to do the the ducting maintenance, mm-hmm. you had to cut the hole in yourself. Damn. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now these newer ships that come out, you know, it's already there for you to have like a a port. Yeah. To go in and clean. But back in the day, they didn't have these ports. And the card actually said, if you don't have it, you got to like make one. That so what you just cut it and then you put it back on. Make like a little, finish? yeah. Yeah. Make like a little, little door type, type deal. Yeah. Look at, we had HTs do that stuff. But yeah. yeah. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that DCPO maintenance check and that, you know, mixing intertwining with the divisions. That was something that they had to hurry up and get a handle on soon as that change was made because people try to figure it out. And that's the kind mm-hmm. of thing that encouraged gun decking, man. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to say that, but that's the kind of thing that if it ain't really, if you will grab that thing by the head through the moment that you hurry up and, you know, do that, it's going to be people just try to figure it out. And yeah. try to figure it out, me being in that fair room and with that card in your head and being like, yeah, this is a duct. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, and, it ain't for, a duck. <laughs> for all the listeners don't know what gun decking is, that's when you you like that check coming up and you don't know what the hell you're doing or you miss or you don't complete it as written and you still sign for it. Yeah. Yeah. You have skip we call gun decking. So it is it is something I hate. Before I get into it, I'm a uh first shout out tribe, isolated tribe, my man Rel. His cousin, his cousin, and his family—they, you know, uh, got a clothes, and this one of the hats, the isolated tribe. I love tribe, it. I'm trying to buy some. What's up, yeah, man? Isolated tribe, man. Um, and then ain't uh, got no gear. This, uh, I'm on the wrong side. Like this right here, uh, Hank cinnamon buns. So Hank cinnamon buns. Uh, I just bought this hoodie from uh, Hank Hank McCoy, man. Uh, Hip hop producer from Philly, man. Make beats, uh, beats real hot, like. Some of the, you know, hottest beats I heard, you know, from somebody in Philly, he started making cinnamon buns a while ago. And cinnamon buns good, too. I went home uh, recently and got some cinnamon buns. I felt bad because I felt bad because when I ordered them, I wasn't home. And he had to take them to a different address. So it's like my wife, family, they got a restaurant out there. So I'm like, hey, you know, like he had to take them to the restaurant. And the people at the restaurant, you know, I didn't really cover the grounds that the people in the restaurant like didn't know me you know what i'm saying like the people that work there like they own the restaurant but the people that work there don't know me so he's like yeah i'm bringing these to padabo and they like yeah well no we not taking it so so then he hit me up like hey like we're like like i don't know what to do they not taking those you know and i'm thinking her brother was there her brother was there he was in the back but yeah shout out to hank mccoy man like real dope uh beat maker real dope uh 
cinnamon bun down and uh, bread and yeah, all man. types of stuff he got going on. And it's a very super high quality uh, hoodie and stuff like that. So. Yeah, nice hoodie, man. Nice hoodie. Yeah, man. And then, of course, one. But yeah, of course, I got the cup by Miss Alana Abernathy, man. Always, yeah, my, man. you know, my go-to, yeah. man. So always Go supporting, man. I, I, I made a promise. I like it. Yeah, I made a promise, I think a year ago, two years ago, that if I know people that that that's doing something um that I'm a support, you know, uh I will I would prefer rather wear a million uh Hank McCoy hoodies than a Prada hoodie or Balenciaga or something like that. You know, I'd yep. rather wear a tribe hat than uh Salvador Ferragamo or anything like that. So that's why like I'm I'm you know I'm I don't care how much how much money you know it costs. I'm supporting you know the people that I know. So yeah. shout out to Rel, uh, Tribe, Hank McCoy, Hank Cinnamon Buns, Miss Alana Abernathy, everything she got going on. And shout out to yeah. PTSF and all our listeners and everything we got going on. Anniversary Most coming up next definitely. week. Big anniversary shots up anniversary, week. man. Dang, man. We've been doing this for a year, man. Yeah, man. That's a year. really good. Yeah, a year. Ups and yeah. downs. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. This is what I hate. This is what I hate. This is what I hate. Um, hate is a strong word, and we love the Navy and all of that, but we talk about what we hate right now. So I hate when people come to me with an emergency that they waited mm. to the last minute to bring up, and they think it's supposed to be an emergency for me, too. Mm, I hate that. Mm, you know mm. what I'm saying? Talk to him, Dumbo. Talk to him, Dumbo. <laughs> yeah, Talk I hate to that. Him. You know, I hate Ooh. anybody that works in customer service deals with that. You know, even you. I mean, I know you probably deal with yeah. it too. You know, yeah. but being an EM, you know, we don't only go do repair work. We don't only do drills. We don't only, you know, stand and watch. We also work in customer service. So somebody could be putting something off for weeks and weeks. And then out of nowhere, it's a big deal. They got this coming up. So they like, yeah, my lights out, you know, these lights, you know, like, yo, you got a trouble car? Like, nah, but the lights out, you know what I'm saying? And they know they got leverage. Or they go to eights, or they go to some, you know, meeting with the XO or something. And it's like, yeah, we we hit the we hit EDEV up. EDEV know about it. Like, yeah, y'all just put this in yesterday. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's my biggest, that's like probably my it's more things, of course, like you said, it's more things, but we could get into the more things we hate as the weeks go by. But that's I gotta I gotta I I have to give one example, man, of your <laughs> last minute shit, man, that we, we we come up with in customer service and all this stuff, man. Like, I remember, and I know it's going to bring up, you're going to remember this when I say this shit, man. It's like, I remember we on the ship, uh, we was having, you say, bring up zone inspections. So we having these zone inspections and, and we found out that we missing a lot of T-wrenches. Yeah. Right on board the ship. And um, I remember... Um, XO talking to the chain, everybody talking to each other about these T wrenches. They end up uh, that I had to start making T wrenches. I had to <laughs> make two T wrenches per day. Yeah, <laughs> big shots out to the to the to the command for that man. But I tell you what, man, we was knocking those T wrenches out. Man, I had to bring these T wrenches <laughs> to the to my you know chief engineer every day, man, and it was. We was knocking them out though, man. But the 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 thing about it was though, is that we can order this stuff. Yeah, you know we can order it and we can get it and and, and but, it, but of course the command it's gonna take, don't want to wait. <laughs> no, ain't no way no these the t wanna wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way no these t- dude. 
I was trying oh, to wait on these T Riches, man. I was yeah. trying to wait on them. But you know what, though, man? I was feeling good. That shit when I brought those two riches, no, when I bring them two T riches in there, Bill's character, <laughs> you don't know how man. my hey man, you don't know how my face was when I was in there bringing them two T riches in there every day, like boom, put them on yeah. the desk. Yeah, you know I mean, but yeah, man, it was it was a big deal. But that goes back to things start happening and the chain, and then the ball start rolling. Yeah, you know man. what I mean when you start getting hit. And I guess that's the lesson you learn to just make sure you got T wrenches on order. Yeah, you got T wrenches coming. Like, you know, if if if, you, if y'all still failing at that a year later, then that's you ain't learned that lesson. You know what I mean? Exactly. That builds character exactly. right there, man. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's For crazy, real. man. But uh, we man, it's been a while, man. I feel like it's been what three weeks. I haven't you, like what you been up to? Yeah, man. So. First and foremost, let me, let me give a big shout out to my oldest son, Mark. Mm, yeah, you know shout he out. just joined. He just joined the Navy, man. I know you guys probably seen some pics or something from me, and also from Dumbo too. Um, from him leaving November, I think he left November the first, and he uh, actually went to Great Lakes on the second, man. Yeah. Um, so big shots out to this dude, man. I'm telling you, and mark my word here, if something happens differently, man, but Mark going to do some big things in the Navy, man. Very intelligent dude, man. Uh, go-getter. So I'm looking forward to seeing the things that he do, man. Hopefully right now we got a graduation date, you know, early January. You know I'm going to be there, man. You mm-hmm. know, early January. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm curious and I'm, I'm waiting. I'm standing by. I just want to see. Uh, how this dude blossom, man? Because I, I think he got that go get it attitude, man. They want to win all yeah. the time, and and we're gonna see what happened to him, man. Hey, so um, stop right there, real quick, man. I got some questions for you, right? Because this yeah, yeah. this will be what second generation for you, right? Yeah, second generation Navy. All right, so like, like, like you know, what 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 fears do you have about that? You got any fears? <laughs> to be honest with you, man, I I don't. I don't really have no fears when it comes to Mark. I'm more fearful um, of my wife, if anything, like on, on the things that she think about on a daily basis about him. That's that's her baby, you know. Yeah. Me, I, me, I'm trying to push him out of the coop, man. I'm trying to get him going, get him, <laughs> you know what I mean, get him going and get him ready to be a be a man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, um, I really don't have no problem. And, and this dude is putting in so much of a good situation, man. I was trying to tell him before he left. The situation I was in when I left, and the situation he 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 left when I, I ain't I ain't have people like to help me out a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? When I call back and I need to help with something, dude, you got your mom, your dad, you got grandparents, you got so much support. Yeah, you know what I mean that I didn't have when I came in. So, man, I know this boy gonna do good. And if he don't, he's you know we'll <laughs> we'll correct him. Yeah, trust me. But um, I I think he's gonna go out. He's gonna do things. He got the support to do that stuff. Man. Did, did you? So, did you have any advice for him before he left? Yes, I had my advice for him when I when he left was um be him. Yeah, you know the difference between right and wrong. Don't go just following people. You know what I mean? Don't just be a follower all the time, man. You you have to make your own decisions, and you know the difference between right and wrong. And that's kind of what my my my, my talk was. Because a lot of times, man, young people, I think they just, you know, follow somebody else when you know yeah. that's probably not the right thing to do. But you still okay. Everybody else doing it. Yeah. Because everybody else doing it, they don't make it right. And you know he I mean? got resources, man. He got you. And he got resources. He got a lot of resources. He got his mom, yeah. like you said. He got this podcast to listen to. He got a whole bunch of yeah. 
you know, I was saying like if Mark wasn't never really listened to the podcast before, now it's like you know, was the time, he got a little right? roadmap. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we, I definitely want to you know get on and talk to him after he come oh, yeah. back and just to get yeah. that boot fresh out of boot camp. You know? Oh yeah, experience. man, we can do that. When you, yeah, the time he get back out of boot camp, man, we'll have we'll get him on here, man. See see what's see what's new too, because we kind of yeah, you know, see what's going on over there, man. What's see a good look. What's his rate? It. Okay. Uh, so he yeah. So he going to he going to um, Pensacola right after uh, boot camp. So hopefully class up. You know he got a lot of COVID measures over there too. So hopefully you know he get right in classed up and get going, man. He going in with a guy. I'm gonna try this. I mean, we got these this applause. I'm gonna try this applause. See how this applause sound, man. It's kind of low, right? You hear that? I hear it though. Yeah, I do hear man. it. So congrats to Mark, man. Let's see how that comes out when we when we finish. Yeah, no, right. For sure, man. This thing out, man. Yeah. Hey, congrats to Mark. Um, me to Mark. Hey, man. Just like those first two three years are crucial, man. So uh, soak in all the knowledge that you could soak in. I mean, and this to anybody that's listening for real. Those first, I said it before. I think your last fifteen years is kind of dictated by your first five you know, in a 20 year kind of career. So listen to everybody you could listen to, uh, whether it's uh, positive influence, negative influence, you take everything you get and you kind of make yourself who you want to be. The Navy's changing in a really good way. Um, and he's starting to be aware of a whole bunch more things that I don't think we were aware of um, when I was, you know, coming up. So just, yeah. so, you know, soak all that knowledge in and be the leader that you want to be. You know, if you don't see that leader, then be that leader. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the big thing for me. So again, uh, shout out Mark and good luck through boot camp and everything like that. You ready to go back to Great Lakes, man? And you ready to go watch all that? Watch the yeah, graduation? I'm, yeah, man. But the only bad part about it, though, man, it's in January. Yeah, it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be cold, yeah. man. So I'm not looking forward to that. But I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing him, man. You know, we was um so I just came back from um uh, Japan. Oh hey, yo, hey what what happened? Um that's what I wanted to ask you. How how is it? Cause you didn't get to see him go. No, I didn't get to see him go. Yeah, man. So I didn't get I didn't get to see him go. Um that was a whole nother big old thing right there, me not getting to see him go. Um but I mean, it is what it is. You know, I had an inspection going on in Japan. Um, but I was tuned in, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. My wife had, you know, she, the time was way different. You know, it was like 16 hours or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but I got to, got to talk with him and all that stuff. So it was, it was, it was good. Yeah. Um, uh, but what I wanted to come back. So since Ella, like, like me being in the military, me doing a thing. So Ella knows things about the Navy and all this, but she never like point things out like she does now since Mark is in. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I mean by pointing things out, like, so she can't pick me up from the airport. So we went by to get, like, uh, like gas. You know, gas by, what, 40, 50 cent cheaper on, on, the, on the base, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. near the base. <laughs> so we went down there and got some gas, and she's seeing all these, little, like, young people walking. And she's like, oh, they go Mark. Like, she like, pointing <laughs> little, little young sailors out, man. <laughs> like, yeah. little youngsters out, man. Like, they look so young. Like, they just, you know, like, 70, 18 years old or whatever. And she's like, oh, that's going to be Mark right there. So that's pretty cool. She's trying to like point all these little dudes out, man. Yeah, pretty, man. Pretty, pretty cool. So how was Japan? Yeah, man. So yeah, man. I was in Japan, man. Um, time is a dude. That time killed me, man. Those sixteen hours or whatever uh, difference. My, I was waking up like at 
12, 1 o'clock every day there. Yeah. 12, 1 o'clock. So that was pretty pretty rough, man. It's, um, and then the trip, then going on the ship. And we was trying to help the ship out too. You know what I mean? Going on the ship earlier than an inspection just to let them know what we're looking for, what we're doing, and all this stuff. And they, they took a little bit of advantage of me. You know, had me doing a whole lot more stuff than I wanted to do. Yeah. But hey, it's okay. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't fault them for trying, you know, to get much information and, and get me to look at much stuff that um, could. So not mad about that. I went seeing, uh, pretty much seeing most of the selects mm-hmm. that was over, that made it that I knew anyway and more. But the ones that I knew, it was like four or five of them over there. They, they knew me from the, sh- from the ship. And I uh, got to talk with them. Got to give them a charge. Um uh, some getting some good advice, man, on 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 things that's after this, yeah. you know, after this, man. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily what they're going through right now, but the things that's that's to come. Um, and talk to them about that stuff, man. Um, so I had a okay time in Japan, just just sitting there. You got a two day event, man, and you just sitting sitting around because of you know you know ROM measures and all that stuff is kind of boring or whatever but it is what it is um but it was okay i made it back that's, that's one another reason why we haven't you guys haven't seen us in a while too though yeah because of going to japan and things like that so schedule kind of dictated that but we back yeah we back you know i mean we we, we we back right now and um one of the other biggest things that says i've been having fun with and not so fun with since i got back from japan is um we got a new little puppy man mm-hmm. so my experiences with these little puppies in the house because growing up, our dogs was outside. You know what I mean? It wasn't a big deal. The outside, whatever. But now, as you know, dogs like inside. I got inside dogs now. Right? <laughs> oh my goodness! So um, the first dog I so I got an old English bulldog, right? So pretty much an old English bulldog without all the the some of the side effects the the old English got. So. He's a the oldest is, is the one I got now as a boy. His name Kalihi, right? So mm-hmm. I what, got him what, at eight months. What inspired mm-hmm. you to name him? What inspired the name? The oldest one? Yeah. Same thing inspired the other one in Hawaii. Right? So Kalihi is kind of like a Hawaiian name type deal. Okay. Right? So we named the one we got now Cali, because we in California. So Cali. Okay. You know I mean. Uh, but uh the biggest thing is the difference is I got Kalihi when he was eight months. Yeah. So I got this, this, we got this puppy at seven weeks. Right. So Uh he's a little, little puppy. When he had eight months, I can teach him. I can, when I, when I like show him that poop and say, don't do this, he kind of know what I'm saying. Seven weeks, he don't know what's going on, man. So you got a female dog, right? Female? Yeah, female. Uh Yeah. Yeah, man. So, but actually, Kalihi took to to a real good though, man. Wasn't no like beef, no problem. Like he, get mad i thought because he'd been here the whole time he's like six now yeah you know what i mean so it wasn't no like territorial type shit he was he was good um but this dog hey man i remember when you first got your dog yeah he used to tell we used to have these conversations about it dude this dude is like just what you talked about man yeah everything goes in his mouth including your fingers and your toes and yeah yeah (laughs) and everything dude like he's she is I keep saying he all the time, but she is rough customer, man. Like right now, she's a rough customer. Yeah. So I didn't when I do I didn't bought like so they bought him when I was in Japan. My wife bought her. Did you know? Did you know about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, knew. I knew. Uh, so they bought her when I was in Japan. So 
they was telling me all about the stuff. But I'm like, man, when I get home, I'm finna squash all this little crap she doing. Blah, yeah. blah. Ain't happening. Ain't happening, dude. <laughs> I have bought, hey, I have bought some measurements, man. I bought a big old wide cage, man. Yeah. Like she could run around and play it type stuff, man. But man, she didn't end up knocking that cage down, man. Yeah, she ain't messing man. around, man. Little dogs, man. They got a lot of energy, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, a lot, a lot of energy. But she go to sleep right after that. Then she get up and do it again, man. That's all she do. Yeah. She, she get up and do it again. Pooping around the house. Oh yeah, man. But I'm, I'm minimizing what she go though. So yeah, you got it. <laughs> but 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 she 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 going outside though. When she go outside, I mean, as long yeah. as we on top of her, it's good. As long as we on top of it, it's good. I think uh, yeah. And then she got Khalid to kind of follow around, so it gives her yeah, yeah. some direction, like big bro type stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. We getting Saint neutered. So we it took us a while to mm. make the decision, but um, we found he was getting pretty aggressive at the dog daycare. So he okay. was getting it. Also, he won for costume, Halloween costume of the year. So, hey, congrats, sake for winning for that, man. Congrats. Hey, man, why am I surprised, man? Yeah, man. Yeah, well, I, you you got to send me a picture, man. man. You got to send me a picture. Young man. winner. You know. He's a young winner, man. <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the winning team, sake. Oh, my but, um, goodness. Yeah, he's getting neutered. He's getting too aggressive at the um, dog daycare, man. You know, so we bring him. Yeah. Humping, man. Just humping. You know, dogs just hump, man. You know, it don't matter. Yeah. Uh, it could be a, a male dog, female dog. They hump to establish dominance. They hump to do a lot of things. And since he was the smallest dog at the daycare, I don't know if it's like a Napoleon complex or whatever, but he go and he grabbed the dog that's bigger than him, but like the next size up pretty much, the other smallest yeah. dog, but a little bigger than him. And he pretty much let that dog know by humping him or whatever that he not to be played with, right? So mm-hmm. my wife told me all this. And when she told me, she was like happy about it, and I, I wasn't. Man. Like, you know, she, she'll tell you, "No, nah, I don't act like I was happy." But she was kind of happy. Like, let me tell you about our dog. He goes <laughs> and he humps the other dog to establish his dominance. It's like jail. I'm like, yo, dog daycare should not be like jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, dog daycare should be a safe place for these dogs oh, to go. But I, I guess he humped this other dog, you know, so much or. So bad that, that he kind of singled man. that dog out to be like the the runt of the bunch. And mm-hmm. that dog's, I guess that dog had a brother that was at daycare too. And that dog's own brother started humping him too. So the dog went into like hiding. So whenever Saint oh, around, no. the dog would go hot. And then when Saint leave, he's like Debo now. Then when Saint leave, the dog come back <laughs> out again. And I wasn't really too happy about that. You know what I'm saying? Not, I, I'm like, nah, it's time for... Cause I'm like, eventually the daycare, the lady that run a daycare, she does great. But eventually she's going to say like, yo, I can't keep him here. He's, dist- he's destructive. Yeah. And, um, it's costing us money because he's humping so hard that when we, when he get back home, he's bruised. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he humps so hard that his little dog balls are like bruised or whatever. Oh, so we got to get med- medication for like a hundred dollars in Banfield. Hey, Banfield, y'all, man. Y'all scamming people, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a dedicated, I got Banfield, you know, I got it. It's crazy. I, everything I talk about, I kind of have, like, because, like, Planet Fitness, like, I, I actually go to Planet Fitness. I saw a sign there just the other day that said, like, no personal training whatsoever. <laughs> like, 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 what else are we supposed to do there? Like, like, it's a gym. But, um, Banfield, man, like, what, what are we paying these fees for? What, why do we pay for Banfield? Do we pay to just walk in there? Because everything we need costs money, like over $100. Everything. Everything I need costs like over $100. What am I paying for? 
But um, so we, you know, uh, we've been getting the stuff, the the, the medication, and it takes like over a week for this, you know, these bruises to to go down. So I'm like, we can't keep sending them. He's supposed to like we we might have family come over for Thanksgiving. We can't keep sending them. Well, the day after uh, Thanksgiving, well, I don't really celebrate Thanksgiving, but um, yeah. we can't keep sending him to the thing and him coming back is like a hundred dollars every time. So it's just time. It's, it's, it's not good on, on the part of me. It's not good on the part of Angeline. It's not good on the part of the daycare and it ain't good on Saint. He don't understand yeah. it, but you know, he's in pain after. So he got to go ahead and get neutered. So that's happening. And actually a few days, like three more days from now, he going to get neutered. And then uh, uh, almost a month from now, Angelina be getting surgery. So, you know, okay. that's, that's pretty much life. And it's crazy. I was talking to my CMC and he was telling me about medical treatment facilities for pets on base. I never yeah. knew that. You know what I'm saying? Well, so what's yeah. up? Well, I, I didn't either. I, well, I don't say I didn't know that cause I was stationed on a base and I did security. And I remember this is like long time. This is in like Kingsville, Texas. I remember them having that on the base, but man, you know what? You brought that up to me. And I was thinking like, man, I never thought about that, yeah. man. Like, like, uh, that's a good deal, man. I'm sure people are taking advantage of it, but I never took advantage of it. But I am now. I'm actually calling this week um, because my the little puppy needs shots coming up. So yeah. I'm most definitely going to be calling to try to figure this out, man. But that's a, yeah. that's a good idea. I'm just thinking like here I am complaining about Banfield and yeah. like we, we, I could go on base. I heard it's kind of sometimes hard to get in, you know what I'm saying? But I could yeah. go on base. You know, I remember we had, <laughs> we went to this one vet, man. We, you know, we, because we, I didn't want to do Banfield when we first got Saints, so we went to like this private vet, and like on a like the vet, I ain't really like him talking to us like me, like we were children. You know what I'm saying? He was talking to me and you know my wife like we were children, and we just got Saint like three years ago, so we both both were like over thirty. And as I'm in a waiting room, all I see is letters from like dog owners about how you know good the vet was. You know, that's normally one of the things you want to keep up. But as I read yeah. the as I read the letters, like all of the letters was about how their animal died. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you were there with you were there for us throughout the death of such and such. And you were there. Uh, it was unfortunate this happened. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go to this vet. It seemed like all the animals that went to this vet <laughs> died. You know what I'm saying? So we left there. We hightailed out oh, of there. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Yeah. And so we Might normally do. Um, we normally salute our heroes and and, and talk about our heroes, but uh, what we were gone for and was kind of close to me because I, I work in the, the, the capital region and we just did a ceremony for uh, Colin Powell, right? Yeah. So we just did a ceremony for, we could call him General Powell, we could call him Secretary Powell, uh, Colin Powell, we could call him Father, we could call him... Um, leader we could call him hero we could call him first it's a lot of things we could call him um but we just had a ceremony for him so instead of us reading a citation for a fallen hero or uh somebody that you know did some amazing feat um in in a in like in a moment of peril or something like that we're gonna talk a little bit about uh i'm gonna talk a little i'm gonna start off i'm gonna talk about uh, colin powell some stuff from cnn but then I'm also talk about what just the existence of Colin Powell means to me. Um, so first, I'll go Colin Powell, first black U.S. Secretary of State dies of COVID-19 complications amid cancer battle. That kind of like that headline was almost confusing and almost 
like pissed yeah, yeah. me off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it, like he had he was battling cancer. He was 84 because the first thing I read was just COVID uh, complications. I'm like, why yeah. do we have to, you know, lead off with COVID for everything, right? But all right, so oh, another thing before we get into it, I was at quarters, right? I'm putting it out to my division. I'm like, hey. Colin Powell passed, right? Because I found out like 8.05 in the morning, whatever day that was. I'm like, hey, Colin Powell passed. They all quiet. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking they quiet because, you know, they you know they sad and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, y'all know. And this is crazy it's how young these people are, man. I'm like, I'm like, after a while, I'm like, none of them, like, they didn't really react. I'm like, y'all know who Colin Powell is? They like nah, see, nah, we ain't want. Oh, they like, no. they like, they like, we ain't, we ain't really want to tell you, but like, don't none of us know who he is. I'm like, dang, I like that. That's how young we are, man. But um, yeah. yeah so Colin Powell, the first Black U.S. Secretary of State, whose leadership in several Republican administrations helped shape American foreign policy in the last years of the 20th century and the early years of the 21st century, has died from complications from COVID-19. His family said on Facebook, he was 84. General Colin L. Powell, former U.S. Secretary of State and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, passed away this morning due to complications from COVID-19. The Powell family wrote on Facebook, noting he was fully vaccinated. Powell had multiple myeloma, a cancer of plasma cells that suppresses the body's immune response, as well as Parkinson's. Peggy Sofrino, Powell's longtime chief of staff, confirmed to CNN. Even if fully vaccinated against COVID-19, those who were immunocompromised are at greater risk from the virus. We have lost a remarkable and loving husband, father, grandfather, and great American and family set. Right? And then it gets into some other stuff. This is the last thing I'm going to read. Powell was a distinguished and trailblazing professional soldier whose career took him from combat duty in Vietnam to becoming the first black national security advisor during the end of Ronald Reagan's presidency and the youngest and first African-American chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staffs of staff under President George H.W. Bush. His national popularity soared in the aftermath of the U.S.-led coalition victory during the Gulf War. And for a time in the mid-90s, he was considered he, he, he was considered a leading contender to become the first black president of the United States. But his reputation would be forever stained when, as George W. Bush's first secretary of state, he pushed faulty intelligence before that. I'm not going to finish that part. But I'm going to just talk about for a second um, Colin Powell and what he meant to me. Uh, Colin Powell was, and, and at the time in my youth, you know, I wasn't big with the... Uh, George W. Bush and um, his administration and some of the stuff that was happening at that time, I wasn't that big on it with the Republican side. I was a whole, I thought a lot different um, in in my youth about politics and and things like that, right? But um, whenever I would turn on the TV, I got to see uh, Condoleezza Rice because she was over there with Bush and I got to see Colin Powell. And uh, Colin Powell was the first black man that I saw on TV and my youth and I know it was probably some before you know um, but I, he was the first black man that I saw on TV in that in that seat in that kind of seat in that kind of position so you know where I grew up how I grew up we watched a lot of sports we saw a lot of black athletes not a lot of black team owners but a lot of black athletes um, we listened to music so we saw a lot of black music artists, not a lot of black music executives, but a lot of black music artists, you know? Um, yeah. 
acting was a little different. We saw some, you know, black actors, not too many black directors, you know what I'm saying? But a, a, a decent amount of black actors and like, and does the ones who were popular then are the ones who are popular now, right? Denzel, Will Smith, Morgan Freeman, like the same, you know, group, your Don Cheetos and stuff like that. But on a political scope, we didn't see too many people that look like us. You know, you had to go down, deep down into like city councils and stuff like that. Things that we don't really pay too much attention to where I grew up at that age. You know what I'm saying? So as a as a young teenager, as a young, you know, young kid growing up in Philly and turning on my TV and no matter what, you know, political party this person represented to be able to see a black person up there. And it was two because you had kind of Lisa. But right now I'm talking about, you know, Colin Powell. It was just something that meant something, you know? And it's it's like we don't even really know what it means when it's happening. I didn't really know what it meant when it was happening, but I knew somebody up there was black. There's a black guy up there, you know? It makes it yeah. just a little bit more attainable, you know? And um, politicians and stuff, I know they're not paid, you know, the most as much money as some athletes or some music artists or some business owners and stuff like that, but they on our TVs like every day, you know, they become staples in your house. They become staples in your life. Um, fixtures of like your every day. So Colin Powell was that, you know, for just as much as uh, George W. Bush was. So that was, that was the effect that, you know, just that had on me. Okay. So I'm, I'm with you in the same, same breath as you saying, and when it comes to, um, the first, you know, African American that we really see on the national stage when it comes to politics and yeah. comes to things like that, right? So I'm with you there. But uh, a couple more things though. Um, so of course we already know he's a four star general, right? Mm. But he did he did 35 years, man, mm. 35 years, right? So when we talk about he was the 12th, um, he was the 12th chairman of chief of staff, right? Yeah, the chairman of chief of staff, man. If you guys don't know, that's every he's in charge of every top um, position in the military. Like, for example, you got the Navy, right? They yeah. got the CNO, right? He's in charge of every right. branch, right? He's a joint chief of staff. So that's crazy huge. Crazy. And on top, and on top of that, he was the youngest to do that and was the first African American to do that. Crazy. Right? Crazy, right? So you brought up that uh Secretary of State, right? I look at it like this. He was the first African-American, but on top of that, guess who followed him? Who you just brought up? Mm. Conleta Rice, who yeah. followed him. Yeah, You know what I mean? He's the first, then she followed followed behind him. So he set the standard, right? He set the stage for her and whoever comes after them. He set that stage, right? And not only was he part of the Persian Gulf War, he was also part of Desert Storm also. Uh, he had a, he he was a and he was a an immigrant from Jamaica, mm. right? I don't know if that was even said in there or whatever, right? Yeah, he was born in uh, Brooklyn, right? BK yeah. baby. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but the, the the man did a lot a lot of things, man. And I'm not even talking from from a Republican or a Democratic yeah. or whatever, man. I'm not. That's not even what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about a guy that that everyone needs someone to look up in whatever field. If I'm talking about football, I'm, who I'm looking up to. If I'm talking about politics, who I'm looking up to, right? And he was one of those guys that that came on with the suits, with that with that uh, gray hair, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and then when he talked, 
it brings you in. You listening to what he's saying because you want to know, like, what is this guy saying at this type of stage? Because it's not the stage we normally see a black man in. Yeah. So we know, no, no crap. Listen to him. I just want to see what, what he got to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it brought me in to, to start looking at, at the whole, uh, when it comes to, when he was running for president, when, when Bush was running and he was standing up there with him, whatever, man, just wanted me to like, like look in, yeah. <laughs> let me tune in to it, believe it or not, you know, um, but a, but a, but great man, a great story. I'm soon, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty much say we're going to get some, get some more books from him. Yeah. about his life i'm sure we're gonna get some movies about it more um movies about his life um and i can't wait to see all that stuff man and and, and another accomplishment that you brought you a little bit about that he said he didn't even run for president but he got some votes <laughs> ain't that crazy yeah that's crazy. he got votes man and it wasn't even running for that's president crazy, so um that's the power that he had you know um about how he talked and how he um represented itself and his family and everybody man so um my condolences to the family um and yeah man great guy great yeah, dude man, man. And, he, and he seemed like an overall good dude i was reading something where he just yeah. was like yo don't feel sorry for me you know yeah, and this yeah, one yeah. he was still yeah. alive you know battling cancer uh yeah. don't feel sorry for me you know i lived my life yeah. i lived the life i did you know and that's always think about you know my last you know my last i think about stuff like that my last days yeah. and I want to be able to say that too. Like, don't feel sorry yeah, for man. me. I live my life, you know. So yeah, that was man. good. That was inspirational. Yeah, it was, man. Yeah, no that doubt. Was inspirational. So I did my PRT, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I did my PRT. You did? You did yours yet? Well, I'm weighing. I'm doing my BCA uh, Monday. Then I think on the 15th or yeah. something. Do my uh, PFA. Yeah. Yeah, it's PFA season. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's man. Back and those planks don't count. We know that, right? We know the planks don't count this year. I think I did yep. like two and a half. I think I did two and a half. I want to say, what you said you did like three. I did three or four just practicing, but I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm gonna probably do like two for this. This this energy be killing all my energy, two. man. I'm probably gonna do like two. I don't probably know two. I just remember. So I remember like you saying you did three. So I'm like, yeah, yeah I gotta do something close comparable. Yeah. I forgot what I did though, but it was something like you know something close to that. I did the mm-hmm. push ups. You know push ups. Push-ups, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't even want to get into how many I did, man. I struggled with that. <laughs> and then um, so I was supposed to do the bike. And um, last minute, I switched it up. I said, mm-hmm. man, let me get on that treadmill. You know, I know I wasn't gonna run because of my knee. So, you know, thanks, uh, maybe medical. I appreciate you guys, man, for the book mm-hmm. that y'all gave me a couple months ago. Really helped me out. But so I knew <laughs> I wasn't gonna run because of my knee. So I um I did the um I was going to do the bike and then last minute I switched it. I said, man, let me get on that treadmill. Cause I I understand the treadmill. I was like, all right, it's it's easy. I got 12 minutes. So I knocked yeah. that out. I did I did all right on there. But my streak continues. I, I think I talked about it, and I think streak is probably the worst word to use right now for what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I think streak is the worst word to use, but my streak continues of Every time I do a PRT, I have to take a shit, you know, every single time, <laughs> yo. And it was the same. I did everything. I did all the precautions, man. I didn't really eat. Like, I did everything I could do. And that morning, mm-hmm. it just was crazy. And I hate to bring it up because it's such a nasty kind of topic. 
but it was crazy, man. I, I had to go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I, I thought I did everything I could do, man. But again, that streak continues, man. Yeah, man. You got to do what you got to do, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm looking forward to my, my, my PT coming up, man. Like, I'm really looking forward to, because I haven't done one in so long, man. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to just, just doing it. Uh, PT, but I'm looking forward. While we on it, I'm looking forward yeah, to the next P to, to the next uh to the yeah. next one because I just crossed a uh, a major milestone in, mm. in my naval career, man. You know, this mm. was my last uh, PRT at 34. Yeah, that 30 34 <laughs> mark. This huh? is my oh, last man. PRT at 34. So now I'm in. Um, what I believe to be my last milestone, that's the 35, you know, 35 and up milestone. But, um, yeah. you know, I just, you know, a little less uh, push-ups, a little slower yeah, on the run. Not a much, quicker but a little bit. Plate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, so, so that's where I'm at now, man. I'm in that 35 and up group, man. So if you, if you anywhere under that 35 and up, I don't need you as my partner when we out there on the floor, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, we out there on the floor, man. man. I don't need you as my partner. Man, only pe- only people in the same bracket as me hang with me, man. I feel you on that one, man. <laughs> I feel you. Um, but I do got I got got a little thing about this PT man, uh-huh. and it's about these uniforms, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to just bring up real quick about these uniforms. We have a lot of, you know, PT uniforms out there right now. We got the track suit. We got two different types of shorts and shirt or whatever. I think one of them is optional yeah, or whatever. Yeah, the Forge by um, the C and the regular. Yeah. Um, then we got the sweat still out there right now. So, But I really want to bring up this tracksuit real quick for uh-huh. the listeners that may not know. And you guys can look this up also because I already did. Um, but if you are at Command PT, and I say this again, Command PT, if you wear the tracksuit, you got to wear the entire tracksuit. Yeah. You cannot just wear the pants and then your yellow or blue shirt. You have to wear the entire tracksuit. Look it up, please. I'm not just making this up. I'm not trying to be, you know, a dick about it or whatever on here, but it's the entire tracksuit. So yeah. um, make sure you guys look that up. And um, you got the nav admin in front of you? No, nah, no. Nah, um, okay. I so, just took it yeah. down. I just took it down. No, no biggie. But uh, make sure you guys take a take a read on that, man. Take a take a look. I know we got a lot of, you know, PT uniforms out there, but I just want to make sure everyone knew that. Yeah. Um, about the tracksuit anyway. Just one of the now if you by yourself, you can go to the gym solo. You can you can wear the pants by yourself. You can wear the shirt. You can do whatever you want to do. But just when you at command PT though. I like that tracksuit, man. You yeah, got me it too, man. Yeah, I mean, I had it for a while though. I had it when, like when it first came out. I got it. Yeah, everybody so. should have it too now. It's mandatory. To yeah, have. mandatory. What it was, thirty September or something? I think thirty September yeah, it was mandatory. It was I think. Mandatory, yeah, something mandatory like to have. You know, some 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 people think because it's mandatory to have and not wear that they don't got to get it. Nah, you got to have it. It's mandatory to have it. You know. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. You know, and uh, hopefully y'all done done like a hanger inspection or something where it's, um, we could see that you know you have it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We Most can see that you definitely, have it. definitely, man. Most yeah. definitely. It ain't cheap either. Yeah, I've been wearing it through, you know, through the different uh, uh, events with the Chief Season stuff like that. It was like yeah. $100, $110, something like yeah. that. 55, yep. 55 or something. The Navy good with a 55-55 for you, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you yeah. notice that with a new uniform, they good. Yeah, 55-55. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> NWs, everything. Yeah, 55. 55. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
55 for the shirt, yeah. 55 for the, you know, for the for the pants or whatever. Yeah, man. But yeah, I've been wearing definitely. it through the season, um, different events um through the season, uh, working out with the Chief Selects, stuff like that. I don't know if we've been on here. I think the last time we talked, it was about the, the uh, results were coming. Um, so first off, a you know, salute, salute uh all the Chief Selects. Uh congrats. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying your season. Y'all only got a couple weeks left. It's like 10 days left, man. Well, like 12, yeah, it's like two weeks left. It's like, I, yeah. the moment we at right now is like two weeks left. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to getting back in the fight, man. You know, I've been gone for 10 days, man. So, you know, I got to go back on there Monday, man. Go over there and get back in the fight. Let them know I'm still around. Let them know I'm still here. You know, um, but yeah, man, congrats to those guys, man. Big milestone in their career. Um, and every year I always look back on <laughs> when I went through and, and when I made it and all that type of stuff, man. I remember how um, excited I was because the fact that I didn't think I was going to make it. So I was very excited. Um, and then my first couple of days, I didn't go with the I wasn't with the chief selects um, and I was put on hold. So when I got this phone call from one of the lead selects and he said, hey, man, you with us. Yeah. Come to the house. It was already midnight. So I was already asleep in the bed. Got this phone call. Yeah. And it's like, hey, we need you over here right now. And, I, and if somebody normally would call me at midnight, they might get some choice words from me. <laughs> but um when they <laughs> when they called me up, man, I was like on my way. Nice, <laughs> yeah, I'm man. on my way, man. I was pretty excited about that. Midnight. And those are things you think about. Yeah, midnight they called me up, man. When they found they found out. <laughs> they they found midnight, out from the CMC. Huh? I know, right? Hey. <laughs> that's see, the that's old a, that's season. A, that's that yeah, old chief season man. lifestyle. What y'all yeah, doing at midnight? Yeah, huh? yeah, man. Call yeah, midnight, tell him in man. the morning, man. <laughs> we can yeah, get him over Ooh. to the house in the morning. What the hell is yeah, going man. on at midnight? Man? Sleep wasn't really a big deal back then, man. <laughs> yeah, but what y'all doing at midnight? Like, yeah, you might as well come. We just getting started. What? Uh, yeah, man. Like, what That's they crazy. doing at midnight, man? Hey, man, let's we'll get that work in, man. <laughs> like, yo, y'all gonna have to hit me tomorrow, man. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was excited, man. I got, I got my ass right on up. Let's what, go. Yeah, what y'all was doing? You remember? Yeah, they was working on some That's project. That select, that's that early chief select life where you think you got to be working at midnight. Like, Yeah, yeah we just, man. Yeah, we working hard. We just got to yeah. be working at midnight, man. Sleep wasn't a thing back then, man. Yeah. Your mentals wasn't a thing back then, yeah, man. Nobody care about your mentals back then. Hey, if you're a select, <laughs> man, get your charges. Uh, make sure you're getting out there, talking to people you don't know. If you want to charge from us, uh, ptsfpodcast at gmail. Um, if you don't know us and you can't reach us directly, it's PTSF podcast at Gmail. I know most people yeah, hit man. me up. Yeah, yeah man. hit me up too, man. I got a lot to talk about. Yeah. I'm always talking to, 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 to young guys, man, young sailors and young women and young whatever, man, about, about this stuff, man. So please, you out there, hit me up, man. I love to have a conversation with you guys about what you're going through right now and, and, and after. That's what I like to talk about. Yeah. I like to talk about after you. You know, this used to be September the 16th, but after that date, man, you know what I mean? On, on, on what they expect and things like that. Is it ever going to go back to September 16th? I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I was I wondering. About I thought that. it was, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't, we might sound. Somebody that's smarter than us, please let us know. Um, yeah. Uh, the, what the charges, though, do you, when you do your charges, are you, did, did you, you got like a standard charge or you do different charge for everybody? 
Well, I have a standard. When I say standard, I mean the things I talk about is kind of standard, but it depends on the person too, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm trying to hit a certain a certain thing with them because they was acting a certain way during the season, I might hit yeah. them with something a little bit different. But um, I do got a certain thing I like to talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it may come out, it may be written down differently on your charge, but I do got a certain thing that I like to hit up. Yeah. all the time to make people think like oh shit you know what i mean and it was it's something that i got talked about yeah that i got talked to about when i was coming up and it hit home with me so i wanted to like hopefully it hit sailors and he hit future chiefs like it hit me yeah so, i got talked about. so so you don't got like a typed up charge uh i i have a typed up charge but my typed up charge was f- that i just saved because somebody wanted one from me yeah you know what I mean? So I have one, but not just per se, just like, this is what I'm going to send out to everybody. No, no, it ain't like that, though. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to go too deep on the charge, but it's like words of wisdom to the chief selects, right? It's like a yeah. uh, little passage of wisdom to the chief selects for the civilians. Our junior sellers that might not know what we talk about does listen to the like podcast right now. It's words of wisdom to the chief selects. That's what a charge is. Um, yeah. If you're going through the season with me, and you're a chief select, you're not getting a charge probably till final, like till the end of it, till like the last day, last week. Most likely the last week. I don't want to do them all um, at the Capstone event because it's, it's going to be a lot of writing. But you're not going to get it. I, I want to sit with you. I want to live with you for those weeks. And then I'll give you a – I'm not trying to give a, chief, a select that's going through the season with me a charge day day 12 of the season like hey see, yeah no nah, i can't do it don't even really know them right you don't know yeah, them, yeah, i can't well, do yeah. it because because for them for them we're gonna be speaking on things that we actually saw and stuff like that is like a little bit more of a personal touch then you got people online and you know so i at, when i first went through the season as a chief select i never thought that i would ever even think about having a um pre-written charge you know what i'm yeah. saying but now yeah. As I get like requests for charges and people, you know, kind of reaching out. Yeah. It could be like, you know, I got to set a day aside to write all these charges. So now I'm like, yeah, I need to kind of get like, you know, something that I want to say that's yeah. specific to the words of wisdom that I have. Vice feeling like I always got to say something specific to the person that I'm talking to. So I am going to kind of make a outline of what I want to say and then change it in different yeah. ways, you know, for different people. At first I thought that that wasn't, you know, personal. Personal. Enough, but. Yeah. But, and, and, I'm, and, and I feel you with what you're saying about that because I was um, flipping through a charge book before my last command and I, I saw your um, charge. Yeah. Yeah. You read it, huh? I, think, I ain't read it. Nope. I, I don't necessarily like reading people's charges and stuff like that, but as you flip through, you, you saw I just my saw... Charge? Yes, yes. Was, I don't know if it's close to the end or whatever. Um, who's on last command? Was it in somebody's book? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, and um, <laughs> I think it was like it seemed like I I, I flipped I flip through real fast, so I'm flipping through to get to my page. Yeah. And uh, that thing seemed like a damn near book, man. You wrote right there, man. I was like spying <laughs> on my charge, man. Yeah, creep, man, you, man, you man. No, it was more than uh, no. I was hating on it. I was like, that's a creep, man. <laughs> I didn't read it, though. No, I didn't read it, man, but that thing was long as so, hell, man. I was like, good Lord, man. It was a Chief Select? It was a Chief Select? Yeah, it was Chief Select. Yeah. They let me get their book, so when they gave it to me, I had to find my page, right? So I'm looking for my page. Yeah. 
And I said, damn, who wrote all that shit? And I looked at the letter. Oh, okay. It, <laughs> hey, honestly, it probably was Jesse's. I'm thinking you probably was looking at Jesse's. May have been. It may have been. It had, I don't I'm remember. thinking it was Jesse's because I was over. Je- Jesse buttered me up, man. Hey, shout out to Jesse. But Jesse yeah. buttered me up. Um, I was over his house, man. We at the table talking. Oh, yeah. Chilling, yeah, yeah. eating. I think he barbecued, he grilled, and I'm just sitting oh, there yeah, spilling yeah, my yeah, guts yeah, yeah, to yeah. Jesse, man. And we had a big heart to heart, man. That might have been our um first real, like real long, real heart to heart. We talked a lot, but that might have been our first like real talk, and he had me yeah. just giving him a whole Bible chapter, man, and that thing, oh, man. Yeah, and, man. I mean, the conversations yeah. that the thing about the charges, a lot of time the conversations that you have. Like mm-hmm. outside of what's written on that paper, be sometimes even more powerful than what you could oh, get. Oh yeah, on that paper. man, most definitely, most definitely. Because you got kind of like a set thing you want to talk about yeah. on paper or whatever. But when you had those conversations, and you actually, when you once I say one or two of the things that I'm I'm talking about, then they rebuttal. Oh man, get deep in, man. Like it's good. Yeah. I, I like having those conversations. So yeah, it's good stuff. So uh, big mess versus small mess, man. With uh, yeah, through the season, you've been a part of each. Right, you've been a part of a big mess and a small mess, um, yeah. and and that, and that could go either way, right? Ship versus shore, ship, yeah. it's different, right? Ship versus shore is different. Um, so, yeah. uh, big big mess versus small mess, which one do you prefer? Oh man, that's tough when it comes to which one I prefer. Um, I don't know if I can answer that, man, but I, I can tell you what I think about both. Um, big mess, I felt like I was on a so I made it in a big mess, right? I yeah. made it on a carrier, right? So the 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 one of the positive things of making it in that carrier, man, you have so many different ideas floating around that you can you you know you're gonna come up with a good one. Yeah. See all these people, all this experience that's in here, man. Like all this experience. Once that topic hit the board, it's like boom. You get so many good ideas yeah. on how you want to do it, man. You can kind of figure out anything you want to do. You go in there, you're going to figure it out. You talk man, about as a select, got, right? As a select, okay. as a chief, as anybody. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? They talk about anything in there that's talked about. You're going to leave there with a, a way forward, right? Small mess sometimes, man, that you can have 30 people in there, but ain't nobody really participating but like 10, 15, yeah. you know what I'm saying? If that. So I think that's the biggest difference in them too. But I like being in a small mess, not saying other than in the big mess, but the small mess, I felt like um, my voice was heard a lot more in yeah. the smaller mess. As a chief? You know what I mean? Uh, as, a as, as a chief. As a chief. As a chief. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not really talking about chief selects, but as a chief, okay, my voice was heard a little bit more as into like, when you on that carry and you got 20 to 30 mass chiefs, you got a plethora of senior chiefs, you know what I mean? Yeah. So your voice ain't as heard as a chief as much as in, in there it is as a, as a, a small mess. Um, but then things got a little bit different when it came to now I'm on shore duty and I'm in a mess where everybody don't even know each other. Yeah. Right? Because you got people on the waterfront, you got people at headquarters, you got people all over the place. Right? So when we come together, it's like, Man, like, I remember having this conversation. We had an event, and we get there, and we met, man, we and me and one of the other uh, scene chiefs got together. We was talking to him, man, I don't know nobody here. He yeah. said he said it before I said it, man, we don't, I don't even know nobody here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where uh, you got to reach out, and you got to talk. You got to introduce. Almost every event we go to, we introduce ourselves again. <laughs> it's like yeah. one of those type of deals. 
Yeah, I, uh, I mean, but, I think that's important, you know, on shore duty, especially like um, when we like what it is that we teach in the Chief Selects, you know, yeah. for us to when we get together to do this, like to do that, like to introduce yeah. ourselves or go and speak to somebody. So I'm in a big mess and it's, it's shore based and it's like regional. So all the messes, you know, get together when we do certain stuff and I yeah. make it. A duty. First of all, I made it a duty of mine to get to know the selects, of course, right? But then I make it a duty of mine to like have a conversation with like a chief that I don't know that I never met, like a different one, like almost every time. Like mm-hmm. I go up to them and talk to them because you get in these groups sometime and like different people from different places or different commands might kind of just naturally, you know, not saying it's a bad thing, but go off with each other or whatever. And the message that we sharing is about unity and brotherhood, Team. and teamwork and sisterhood and stuff like that. Yeah. So like you got it. If you're a chief and you're in one of those big mess or whatever, I urge you to go next next event, you know, go to a chief you never met, go to somebody you don't know and kind of like take heed to those actions that we trying to teach these chief selects. Right. That stuff need to run. Our actions need to run parallel with the things that we say. So, yeah. I do make sure that I uh, go and uh, integrate with chiefs that I don't know all the time. Hey, hey, what's up? I'm I'm such and such. I'm Damo. Yeah. I work here. Yeah. Whatever like that. Big mess stuff. I, I I like I like the small mess um on a ship. So small mess on a ship, right? That's my preference. I like that. I like uh being in one place, one room, uh being able to I'm a little sick. Being in one place, one room, being able to talk to you know, as many people well, the group of people that we have and come up with stuff. And if it's a last minute thing, we all could get together last minute. It's not like a yeah. group chat. Like we, we operate right now out of like group chat. So we got like a group chat and the group chat is like a hub. It's a hub for a lot of other group chats. So you got the group chat and then you got different groups in that group chat that talk. So it's streamlined. It's a lot. But for me, somebody like me, um, I know it could be preferential to other people, but somebody like me, sometimes it could be like information overload. Like it's a lot of information. Um, yeah. Not a knock, but just per- people I don't like, even like when we were in a small mess and we was on WhatsApp, you normally don't see me on it. You know what I'm saying? And one of the reasons why I don't get on it, because sometimes <laughs> the jokes, and this might make me seem like I'm so like unfun or whatever, but like sometimes the jokes in the, the real shit that we got to put out, is like in the same thread and like i don't feel like filtering through you know like so you come to work the next day like hey you know you, we supposed to have our dress blues on like and i'm like well how would you know how would i know that well we put it in the chat like well we put it in the chat behind the 11 uh memes the 11 uh bernie <laughs> yes. sanders memes like i i, yeah. I, I stopped at, at, at bernie sanders meme number six like like yeah. I, I didn't get to where we talk about the real shit like like you know what i'm saying so that's my thing with those things i know um they do work. The one that we use is called Slack. At my command, we use a one called Slack. It works. It, it, it's good. It's a good thing to get, you know, information out of. But I do find myself telling people that don't know, you know, don't know stuff. And they like, hey, I'm like, yeah, you know, we just did this. And they like, well, where'd that get put out at? I'm like, it got, <laughs> it got put out on Slack. You know, they didn't give me that look like, man, you know, I ain't looking at that shit. <laughs> you, know <what> <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, it is what it is. If you don't, it's like you got to put in work. Like you got to put mm-hmm. in work to like make an impact, you know? Yeah. And um, and, that's true. Yeah. That's true. 
with those websites, man, I no shit, man. Like I, every time I wake up, because I was in Japan, man, I wake up, man, I was like 300 freaking messages on my thing, man. Phone yeah. going off like all night, all day, or whatever the case may be. So I'm ain't no way I'm going back and look at all that shit. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? You, so you gotta filter yeah, through, yeah. man. And yeah. hey, so I just said I was sick. Right? It's so uncomfortable, you know, and I'm we'll try our best not to talk about COVID, right? This 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 podcast, even though we kind of talked about it like real quick for like one second. But like it's so uncomfortable being sick nowadays because like everybody think it's COVID. You know what I mean? So yeah. I went to the doctor and my doctor was cool, man. He was like, Yo, I'm not gonna swab you. You know, and I'm like, Yeah, this, you know, this the right kind of guy, man. <laughs> like, like he's I'm not gonna swab you. He's like, That's the thing, man. Everybody now gets sick. And the doctors think they got to swab people. I'm not swabbing you, man. And I'm like, yeah, you speak in my language, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Let me get whatever meds I need and let me slide up out of here, man. If I could get a, uh, if I could get an SIQ chit too, man, that ain't what I said to him. But I went to the Cat Williams concert, like right after mm-hmm. that, I wanted to go see Cat Williams. Um, and I, I was coughing, right? And I'm now I'm, I'm at the Cat Williams show in DC, right? So I don't even think we need to get into the crowd, you know what I mean? But it's a bunch of people that I think if I get caught coughing, they gonna turn around and, and check me, right? So I had yeah. to tell the ladies next to me, I'm like, hey, you know, man, I got I got a little bit of a cold. Uh, I got my vaccine card, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I'm vaxxed, but I have a regular cold. Like I actually, you know, caught. The normal cold, you know, you, you, you know what I'm saying? And she was like, oh man, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but you know, we had a good time, but it's always it's weird now when you cough. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'm oh, holding yeah, it yeah. in and all that, man. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. you know what, man, you, you, I, I, since you broke it up. Yeah. Um, so I had to get either swabbed or whatever, like four or five times yeah, when I was in Japan. Travel, right? yeah, it's crazy. Right. So let me tell you this, man. So I, before I left, I get one. It was like okay, it wasn't it went crazy. Oh, they ain't go right? high up there. It went crazy, went yeah. crazy. Then I got there. Then it's like then I had to spit in one. Then I had to do one. Yeah, spit spit yeah, was cool that. too, but it was a lot of spit though. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, then I had this one um, at this tower, man. The best one I ever had, man. Rim of the nose, boom, boom, Real boom. Quick. I'm like, man, I'm yeah. coming back here every time. Too. Got that one. I'm too. coming back here every time. This is what I want to come to, right? Yeah. So we get on this. The, the one before we leave, we get on the ship, and the guy that was in like the project officer for us was over there, and he's like, "Hey, you know, we already on the ship right now. Let's go ahead and, and, and get this one knocked, get this one knocked out while we over here instead of walking back over to the tower." Yeah, and I'm saying in my mind, "Now that Holy tower, shit. I want that tower." <laughs> Holy shit, right, dude? So the little young HM3 comes in, and I told him because somebody already in the P-way told me about him. Yeah. So I say, hey, how many HM3s we got on board? And he says, only me. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, shit. I said, oh, shit. I said, hey, man, the guys in the P-Way have been talking about how you do these, you know, how you do these swabs, man. And he's, nah, I'm good. So the first guy go, man, like the guy, I'm going second because I want to yeah. see how, you know, he do it because I might make that thing. So, nah, man, I'm going over to the. <laughs> to the spot, yeah, right? <laughs> dude. He stuck that thing up, old boy. Nose, man. It's like he went to another level. Yeah, it's like it went in like this, and then it went. I said, "Holy shit, dude, <laughs> dude!" I said that just like this, dude. I said, "Look, when he did it." I said that this was my language. I said, 
holy shit. I said it loud just like that. Uh, and I was uh, next and I didn't want to like, I didn't want to like get out of line, man. So I went ahead and took it, dude. Like, dude, that shit. Hey, dude. Dude, she was God. she was running out my eyes and shit, man. I was like, man, I get turn my left eye down. I went call call my wife, man. Told her, man, that dude, like, he killed me up yeah. in there, man. Like, it was it man, was make, bad, yeah, man. man. Make you lift your ass off your seat, man. yeah, man. It was bad, dude. I was like, I mean, that's it was the worst one. Yeah, even when I got, even when I caught COVID and we had to get swabbed. It was worse than yeah. that one, dude. I was like, oh my god. Well, he goodness. probably got a reputation now. Like he, that's probably his thing yeah. now, man. He making a yeah. name for himself he, off yeah. that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I heard about it on the on the ship before we even got that. I heard about oh, it. Oh man, it's notorious for his COVID touch, yeah, man. man. For real. He ain't no oh, joke. Oh shit, man. Hey, so retirements, man. Retirement yeah. ceremonies. Yeah. It's a lot of people. Well, last year we couldn't have them; like it wasn't happening, you know. So you see people retiring on a block, at home, um, digitally, you know, through Zoom and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I think some years before, you know, it was people like just not retire. I remember it. So let me let me finish that thought. Some years before, it was people that just wasn't, you know, retiring. You know, um, they just didn't want to do it. It wasn't their preference. I, uh, the last uh, retirement that I had at the time, I was a junior seller. I questioned it. It was a second class who retired. You know, I questioned mm-hmm. that. I was junior. I'm like, what the hell are you retiring? You know, at, 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 I, I wouldn't do that now. But when I was a junior seller, I'm like, yeah. what the hell is he retiring for, man? You know yeah. what I'm saying? He was one of the last that a grandfathered in um, yeah. seconds. He had a ceremony. Yeah. Um, and one of my boys retired as a second, uh, as a second too. I don't remember if he had a ceremony or not, but he retired. But I missed a few ceremonies. Like, um, I got invited to a few this year and I missed them. But, um, hey, congrats to you guys on really great uh, careers, uh, both of you. Um, if you listen to the pod, I know you know who I'm talking to. Um, both engineers, both from my first ship, both were first classes when I got to that ship. So congrats to both of you on uh, full careers, great careers. Uh, I'm I'm really upset that I wasn't able to go to those ceremonies. Um, but um, do you plan on retiring, having a ceremony? Oh, yeah, no doubt, man. And, and it's <clears throat> if you were talking about five-year-old me, I may have been thinking differently mm-hmm. right about it. Five-year-old Five year old, five years ago. <laughs> five years ago, man. Uh, see, I feel like I we're finally been. getting warm now, man. If you was listening to I us like... for the last hour or whatever, you know, it, we, we've been a little rusty, but now we, you know, Damon, in five years, that five, five years, years old, man. he was thinking five about retirement. Ago. All right, yeah, so man. five years ago. So five years, five years ago, I probably been different, thinking a little bit different, man. But over the years, man, and then, you know, as you know, I do a lot of um, um, old glory for people. Like, yeah. I actually read old glory a lot, and I sit down and I look at these ceremonies, a lot of ceremonies I didn't, I didn't see. And, uh, man, how personal it is with the families and stuff, man, and with the people who come to see you and things like that. So, yeah, man, I'm doing it for the fam. I'm doing it for the sailors, man. I'm going to get up there. And I'm gonna actually have a full blown retirement ceremony, man. And I'm actually looking forward to it, man. Like, like it's go time, man. So I feel I'm looking forward to it. So that's like people want that, like Mississippi, that Mississippi uh, swang to the old glory before they get out there with oh, that little twist. Man. Oh yeah, they want that little twang twang you, in there, man. You got a sample? You got a sample? <laughs> 
<laughs> you got a sample of it? Like, what, what's the lyrics, man? <laughs> oh, glory. Hold on, hold on. Look up <laughs> and see me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, man. Um, the retirement ceremony for people who thinking about it, man. Actually, you gave a shot. Big shots to Frank Hearn, man. I'm gonna say his name, man. Big shots out to him. He he just retired this Friday. I wasn't able to make it because of Japan and all that stuff, man. But good dude, man. He actually was uh was stationed together at ATG. Yeah. And then when I got here, man, he ended up taking over uh being a, a SEL. He's an OS man, OS Master Chief, man. Big shots out to that guy, man. Always taking care of people, always taking care of sailors, and always giving you that um straightforward. Uh, answer to whatever you got, man. <laughs> he ain't yeah. got no problem. He probably about six four, man. Probably about you know two eighty. You know what I mean, yeah. big boy. So you know what I mean. But he was always, um, you know, gave you straightforward, straight answers, straight mentorship, whatever you needed, man. He was straightforward, which so a hey, big shout out to him, man, and all the things he got coming to him, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, retirement is something that I've went you know back and forth on. Um, yeah. Back and forth uh, by like saying I don't want to do it. You know, I'm the I'm the person that's leaving the ship and not getting bonged off or nothing like that. Um, so I go back forth on that. But when I think about retirement and I think about um, my wife, I know it's something she gonna want. You know, it's something she yeah, gonna yeah. something Angeline gonna want to see happen. Um, yeah. I think about who, whatever whoever like my division is, the sellers at that time, my divo at that time, whatever ship I'm on, whatever command that is at that time. Um, if yeah. I made an impact there. Um, and then, you know, we think about it. This is this this career, man, this military career that we do. We do 20 years. Um, and it is really something to be proud of, you know, and it is really yeah. something to celebrate. You know, it is it is something to kind of uh, celebrate, you know, um, something for a junior seller that's in their first year. Uh, if they were inspired by you um, to kind of see you go off. It is an event. It is an event, you know, so. I'm, like I say, I'm still back and forth about it. I know that I won't make it mandatory for nobody. I saw that happen before. Somebody made their retirement mandatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw it a couple times too. Yeah, um, man. I don't want that. Yeah, I wasn't a big. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. That either. Yeah, um, don't nobody want. But come, uh, but come. yeah, but I do think people should you know think about that portion of it though. Yeah. Think about the family side of it. Think about all the sailors you have touched in your Navy career. Um, that got you where you you at today. You know what I mean? It had to help. You can't do nothing by yourself, man. I think that's more of 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 what it's for. Yeah. But I still respect everybody who want to do go out. You know what I mean? Their own way. You know what I mean? So, like yeah. you said, I don't want to make that mandatory. Um, if people don't want to do it, they don't want to do yeah. it. Um, I seen a lot of in my day. I seen a lot of CMCs though. Even though somebody may not do a retirement ceremony, he will still like in the mess or something. He'll get up and he'll like. Do a rundown of their career or a rundown yeah. of something, you know, to let them know that we appreciate them in some type of um, form. So mm-hmm. um, and either way, man, it's a good deal. But um, I like to see families, man. I like to see, you know, the emotions behind um, how long, you know, people been in, how long they've been doing it, the things they done went through. Especially you know what I mean? They kids, 20, right? 20, 20, some, 20 some years and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, Especially if you got so. kids, because I mean, now for you now, and if you retire, that's a whole again. You got Mark now in the Navy, so that's like a, you know a whole family kind of passing over the torch, you know, thing at some point. Yeah. I know yeah. what I will have is a retirement party. That's happening. Yeah, 
that's happening, man. It might be some edibles. It might be some edibles there too, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> might be some edibles. I never I look. Yeah. I never really ever, you know, smoke weed. Marijuana, yeah, me either. None of that stuff, but I don't know, man. I, I feel like that's the best way to celebrate a navy. <laughs> yeah, man. Why not, man? Get your first, first, first try. I feel like huh, every time I feel like yeah. I, like we take like one step closer, you know, and just you know our podcast, man. You know, I gotta try to get us another step back, man. You know, yeah, <laughs> but I, I I do though. I de- I I definitely think I've been telling my wife like, hey, we gonna there's gonna be some THC happening uh, when I retire. You know, and that's mm-hmm. for my mom to know. Our mom, our families. I want everybody to know that the Navy, everybody, uh, it's gonna be in a yeah. legal manner because my disability, the way my disability gonna be set up. Yeah, I'll be good. I'll be there, man. Thanks. That's All what I'm treats. talking about. Yeah, that's I'll be what I'm man. talking about. Right outside <laughs> of you, man. <laughs> Some edible Rice Krispie treats, baby. Let's go, man. Yeah. But yeah, I, so I know I'm gonna have a party. I know I'm gonna celebrate yeah. that. I know this was, dude. I, I this is 20 years of my life. You know, I'm a whole different person than I was when yeah. I joined. Completely different. You know, um, yeah. I, I added to some of my principles that I already have, but I'm a whole different person. Um, yeah. Now let's talk like in the same kind of realm of retirement. We got some E9s and some E8s that, you know, in a minute, yeah, I'm going to have to get y'all ass to work. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, it's time, man. You know what I mean? It's time. It's time. And then I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say this right here. And I ain't trying to ruffle no feathers or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but I'm going to say this, man, is that the ships and maybe some of the short duties, mostly ships, need you guys out yeah, there, man. Yeah, I yeah. do inspections Seriously. on these yeah. ships. I do inspections on these ships, man. And leadership is needed. And one of my good friends, um, and I'm going to quote him right now, um, he always say, Stop hiding in the bushes. Mm. You know what I mean? So stop hiding out there in them bushes, yeah. man. It's time to get on these get on these ships. You know what I mean? And time to go get it, man. So if you guys sitting on shore duty for years and years and years or whatever, or going from some shore command because it says sea now. Yeah. You know, whatever the case may be. I don't know. Seat warmer. You know, seat warmers. It's time. Yeah. It's, Warming it's time up to get seats, in the fight. Babies. It's time to get in the fight, man. Let's get out there and get yeah. it, man. Hey, um, if you don't yeah, know. So, Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, if you don't know what we talk about, that's NAV Admin 20221. Announces the evaluation of all EAs and E9s who are assigned in excess of the billet pay grade are those who are aligned to unfunded billet requirements. So basically, the Navy want to get experienced sailors into billets that they need to be in. They're they going to get the alignment. It's already done, really. I mean, that stuff yeah, start happening. It's already happening, yeah. too. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. so they're going to get the alignments, you know, where they need to be. Because like you just said, I want to kind of talk, like, this is off topic, but like you just said, like, I don't know where I see technical expertise in 11 years from now in the Navy. I don't know where it's going to be. I agree totally, man. And man, I don't want to get into that type of I guess we about to but... talk. Well, we probably about to talk about it anyway in a minute. Yeah. Um, you try the, the training piece? Yeah. Matter of fact, yeah, let's yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I think so, we're there. We, we we yeah, we okay. So we landed on I'm a, real quick, I know you got a lot on that, and then I'm gonna come back, you know, behind you. Yeah. But so this this is my thought process here. Um, you get people that make rank fast, kind of like comparably comparably to like I didn't it didn't take me long to make some ranks, right? So it's some things that like, you know, 
that I've dealt with personally about like what I might not know or, you know, what I've might not experienced in my way, you know, forward. But you got to do that kind of like, you know, homework yourself. But when people make rank that fast, that kind of set a standard that like rank need to be made fast and stuff like that. So then you get these people that think, you know, rank got to be made fast. But the way the world is, and that's probably completely isolated to my point that the way things are changing is not a lot of people opening up books, right? So not a lot yeah. of people studying. So now you're getting yeah. these people that like, so this the way I this the way I look at it. Like 12 years ago, it was still people that like study, like still like as an EM electrician, it was still people that read Neat's modules and still people that read the tech manuals and knew the stuff that was in the tech manuals. So those people that studied and actually had time to study, because we talk about that a lot, is the time you actually have, right? Uh, the one about the barking dog episode. If you want to kind of refer to what we talk about, go back to that episode. But now, these people that study in like new things based off experience and stuff like that, when they when when more junior people came in, they were able to teach the junior people how to study and give the junior people like the experience and stuff. But as time changed and time changed, it was people studying less, right? People studying less yeah. to the point now that in my eyes and my scope, we got leaders. Right. And when I say leaders, I'm strictly talking about like chiefs um, and then maybe uh, some senior E6s. Right. But I'm not trying to include the E6s in this conversation at this point right now. But we got leaders that don't really have they might have some experience, but they don't really have the technical expertise as somebody who actually opened up books and studied. So they're not really training people to do that because that's not a part of their like, do. recipe. Yeah. Right. So. Now, and a lot of the new kind of like a lot of new people, period, everything as far as knowledge is at the palm of their hand, like that they need and things are faster. You could just go on YouTube. You could just. So if we not transition into like a YouTube kind of way to train or like some way like that, then in my opinion, that the white book with the black old English or whatever text that is, it's kind of falling by the wayside or whatever. So in 11 years. I don't know what technical expertise is going to look like. I don't think people are going to really know how to do their jobs, to be honest. Yeah. I agree totally with you, man. Um, I look at it like like the training from, from a training standpoint, man. Like I'm talking to sailors all the time. And, I, man, I can look. I've been doing this for so long, man, 20-some years. And, and, and in 20-some years, man... I have to give a shout out to my LPOs. Yeah. The people who brought me up in the Navy because those guys knew how to quote freaking tech manuals. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 079, volume two, chapter five. Right? So right now, we don't have that no more. You're you are right spot on because we don't have that right now. We don't have yeah. these sailors that that open up the books and learn. And you and, and you know another thing? Uh, I'm just just came off the top of my head right now, is that how hard it is for sailors to make board now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Back then it was that wasn't even a thing back then. People was making board, like, oh yeah, he has a chief, yeah, he got it, he good. Boom. But now it's a little bit harder because not blaming those sailors, I'm blaming them knowing how to study. Yeah. Knowing what to study. You know what I mean things like that. What I what I look at, um, and I remember this thing we had on the, on one of my ships, man. When I was a first class, actually, when I was training sailors on what they should be studying, how they should study, and things like that. But we had this thing on the ship where, man, 
we just don't have time to do this no more. But it was called School the Ship. I don't know if I ever talked yeah. to you about this, but you it was called. About it. I don't think we talked yeah. about it on the pod though. Yeah, it was called School the Ship, right? And it happened uh, right after quarters, mm-hmm. right? And right after quarters, you get thirty to forty-five minutes, you know, to train your division or whatever divisional train or train on whatever you want to do. And man, I felt like I got so much info out during that little time in the morning afterwards. When, when now, was this? When was this? Like what? Like I'm gonna say it was around oh six, oh seven, somewhere up in there. Okay. Yeah, it sounds it, it sound old. That's why I asked it sound. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. School yeah, it's school school to ship. School, school, school <laughs> ship. Yeah. <laughs> school ship. Hey, so <laughs> so what I'm getting at is though, that stuff don't happen no more, man. Like right now. Mm-hmm. We barely have time to do quarters. Yeah, and then on top of having barely have time to do quarters, man, quarters might be at eight thirty. Yeah, my quarters at six forty five. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You had time during that day to to get stuff done and get man. Now you barely have time to do maintenance on your equipment. Yep, and then you want to throw in training. We don't have time to get this, and I'm gonna talk real quick. From a deep damage control standpoint, man, like like when I left the ship, I had 16 REs, right? So REs is pretty much on the things that I have to accomplish during a quarter or during a six-month period or whatever the time period, right? I have I have mm-hmm. REs, the, the complete training pieces to complete. Yeah. Plus on a ship schedule, right? Plus trying to train. We don't have the time to yeah. do a lot of this stuff to get it all in. Right. So guess what happens when you can't get it all in? Now you rushing. Right. So now, yes, I'm going to run this. I'm going to do this training. I'm going to do this drill. I'm going to do this. But my feedback for my training is not what it should be. And I know people think like, what you mean? What you mean your feedback? Right. So feedback is one of the biggest part of training. Mm -hmm. Biggest part of running the drills is giving the crew feedback on what they messed up on or what they did good or whatever the case may be. But sometimes you be in so much of a time crunch on ships doing things that you can't give them that real feedback. Yeah. Now you're in the same place you was before, right? You're in the same place you was before if you're not giving good feedback. I know I'm, I'm relating this to military right now, but it's for anything. Yeah. You could be civilian for anything in life. Feedback is a big part of everything. That's how we learn. We learn from our mistakes, learning from feedback, learning from mistakes. So this here, what I'm talking about now goes, takes me right into train the way we fight, fight the way we train. If you in the military right now, you got a little bit of seasoning to you, you know, we'd have heard this, this whole saying a long time in the Navy, right? Train the way we fight. Mm-hmm. Are we really doing that? That's my question to anybody out there right now that want to rebuttal for what I'm talking about right now. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about, are we really doing it? Are we really training the way we fight right now? Um, and if we are, let's talk about it, you know, um, because this is a conversation for me because I mostly because of my rate too, though. And I know things have happened with the McCain, the or some of these ships that's out there, BHR, so many things that happen out there. And I think a big part of it is from training. Yeah. I, I really do feel um, training. And, and every time something like this happens, 
the Navy goes or whoever going to go, you know, high and right, right, with this. Yeah. And I don't know how much you know about this high and right. It's now it's new programs, new protocols, or new things that we're doing right now because of what happened on the um the BHR. Yeah. And right. Already we hiring people to come out there and specifically to do things now. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Navy specifically go look at these ships when they're in the in the in a yard period and all this type of stuff because of of this. But uh, I know they holding a lot of people accountable. I read it, I see it, or whatever the case. So I won't get too in depth with all that stuff. Uh, but at the same time, man, it's our ship, right? So we have to be able to train. We have to be able to yeah. do these things. We can't do all this stuff. We can't do all this stuff, man. It's hard to hold a lot of people accountable when they, we just cannot get it done. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's just that's just how I feel about it. We just can't get it done sometimes, and. Uh, not saying we're not meeting the criteria. What I'm saying is we're not hitting all the steps of the criteria, like feedback, yeah, like training, like real training. Not no, oh yeah, this, 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 no real training, real feedback. So that's my take on it, man. Um, but I really want to talk to everybody, man. I, I want to bring this back up. And and probably next episode or so again, maybe yeah. after anniversary or whatever, and hopefully we get some feedback from some people about this and what do they think about it, so we can actually have some good conversation and good dialogue about this training the way we fight type thing, man. I really, really want to have a good conversation about that. Yeah, man. I think I like. I'm not gonna talk too much about it because we talked about it uh, on the one about a barking yeah. dog. Like we really washed it out. But uh, yeah. for this, especially with the BHR and stuff like that, I think it's a matter of accountability, responsibility, and training, right? Um, the accountability part, and this is why I feel like we, I feel like we do this, and I'm gonna honestly say I think we do this wrong every time. I think we hold people accountable at the wrong time every time. We always yes. hold people accountable after something happens. Um, it's ways to hold people and hold yourself accountable before things happen. There are ways. There's things that we can reinforce um, as far as training uh, checkpoints and stuff like that to hold people accountable before things can happen. I'm not talking about like no minority report. Uh, people got to be punished before something happened, but just hold people accountable to what they are supposed to know. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Responsibility. Um, that's another accountability thing, man. Um, if you take away accountability, in my opinion, you take away responsibility. Um, and, and a lot of, and that's not like always around the board. Like you might get these pure souls who want to do things right all the time, but then you get people that if, I mean, if, you know, if you break off all the chains or you let the hyenas run wild, that's what they going to do. You know what I mean? Um, and that's the way of, that's the way things work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then training, of course, that's number one. Um, I'm one of the people that think if people knew more, we talked about it. Actually, we was talking about it earlier when we was talking about gun mm -hmm. decking and stuff. But I'm one of the people that think if people knew more, they would do more. Um, so meaning that a lot of people, you know, I'm, I'm, I go out, we were on uh, D set and stuff like that. You look at these drills and you look at like who wants to like volunteer and you look at who don't want to volunteer. A lot of the people that don't really want to volunteer, they're not confident that they know the stuff. They're going to be embarrassed. You know, and it's a different time. It's a time where people don't want to do things where they like going to look stupid, you know? Yeah. Um, so if we never, ever kind of put them in an environment where they won't look stupid, you know, crawl face stuff, stuff like that, 
then we never ever going to push them to ever know that, you know? And one of the things that I, I hate, and I'm going to be scattered, but one of the things that I'm starting to hate is when we say, oh, don't worry. If it's the real thing, the people on DSEC going to be the ones that's fighting the fire. Mm. You know, are the people on DSEC going to be the ones that's uh, battling the casualty? Because what are we training for if that's the case? You know what I'm yeah. saying? We might as well just keep reinforcing uh, DSEC, you know? Yeah. So crazy. Uh, our, our decade, depending on, you know, where you from, uh, whatever you want to call it. So, coach you on. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of like, for me, that's a big thing. I think, I think the last time we talked, we talked about the identity crisis that we thought the Navy, that I, I stated that I thought the Navy was in like, what do we want to do? We want to train, we want to do this, we want to do that. But this more, this BHR thing, it's a lot of responsibility there. You had like a chief that I don't know if you looked at everything, but you had like a chief that was on duty. And that's all the stuff that like I talked about it when I was talking about my first duty day. We talk. There's a thing, man. We talk about all this stuff, man. I talked about my first duty day where it's like um, it's not wrong until it's wrong. Right. So you had the chief that wasn't there. Who knows where that chief was? Probably went on a food run or whatever. There's probably something that's been happening, you know. But when they when yeah. they when they do the hundred person uh survey and they start figuring out whatever and they do these reports and you start to find out all this stuff we get devastated like oh man it wasn't a chief there and you know some people commands they got a chief right now in an engineer and that ain't you know where they supposed to be you know on their duty day or whatever like that you know yeah all of us probably have done it you know it's probably been the time that you uh left your duty you talk to the section leader or something like that the section leader not gonna say that after the fire <laughs> like, like yeah. uh, I don't know what, you know, like it's certain things yeah. that, you know, these things happen, you know what I mean? And that's that accountability part and that responsibility part. Um, the OD not calling it away. That's a mixture of all three to me, training, accountability and responsibility. See, a lot of people want to just push it to a lot of, I, I watched, I was listening to some old school dudes talk and a lot of them were more so thinking about the accountability and the responsibility piece. But I pin it to the training too, because I think like, what, like I've I've been in the Navy long enough to see like when people know what they're doing, they want to show it. Like when they know it, they want to show it. You know, they want you to see it. Like I know how I do this. I know how to call away this casualty. I know how to plot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know how many times I I erased the uh, I erased my um, annotations off the plotting board before anybody got a chance to see because <laughs> yeah. I'm not the best at plotting. You know what I'm saying? Now yeah. if I was the best yeah. at plotting. That that leave it up. That, there. Somebody be right else there. Have to erase it. Yeah, it'd yeah. be right there, so everybody could see. It. That's a real thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if we never really, we, we like you said, we rush too much stuff now. So we not at the when the last time we had just plotting training, like like yeah. where you bring everybody, dude, yeah. to be the to be the EDO on a ship, right? Um, and I get I get a little telling here to be the EDO on a ship. It ain't no plotting training, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and, I, and and some shits probably do it, but I'm just talking about my late, my last experience, you know, and yeah. that ain't the knock nothing, but we didn't go over yeah. how to plot a damn yeah. fire, man. So whatever yeah. you got, you got that from that day of um, firefighting training, or you opened up a book, right? The 555, yeah. right? 555. Yeah. You, you opened up a book and you read it and you learned it from that book. Or whatever, but yeah. nobody really came in, and and I w- I want to say as a part of EDO for drills, on a duty day, that's something that supposed to get checked after you run. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, I mean like, you're supposed to check it and make sure they're doing, they, making sure the locker and CCS plots look, you know, similar, and make sure it's correct. The CDO, yeah. right? Is it the CDO supposed yeah. to do that? CDO sometimes, fire marshal, whoever, or fire marshal, experience, yeah, somebody, yeah, experience. they supposed to do that. Yeah. 
So you get these people that just don't know what they're doing, man. And these things happen. So if your EDO don't know how to plot, that's like, in my opinion, that's bad there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then if you get hosting, like it's, it, I don't know, man, it's all around the board. It was a lot of things that went wrong um, with the sellers on a BHR, um, but it's, a, it's a deeper thing, you know, and um, me looking at reports that say, yeah, you know, Navy blame sellers. And I know that's the way the civilians tell her the, the report to put these uh, catchphrases and stuff. So it could be like clickbait and stuff like that. But some of that stuff is true um, when we're looking for a finger to point. But if we are looking for a finger to point, I want us to kind of like know that we got a value training. I don't think training is value. I don't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 when I looked at the little bit, I ain't read the whole report yet, but I read most of it. Right. So because I want to know, like, I don't like to talk about things. If I don't know, like read everything. But um, I look at this whole report and everything that's going on almost like back in the day when I was stationed in uh, Japan and we used to have these things called Liberty Plans, right? Mm -hmm. And I know some ships may still have them or not, I don't know, but on this Liberty Plan, you had to write everything, everywhere you went, right. everywhere you was going when you got off, you had to write that in a plan, make a copy of it, make sure it was on the ship, Yeah, right? If you go out in town and you deviate from that Liberty Plan, your command could say, you deviated and they can get you that you yeah. can actually like deviate from this plan. So I look at the BHR kind of like that. It's an after the fact thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, all these things, you know, all these things you supposed to be doing, but guess what? When some hit the fan, now we want to say, yeah, this person, yeah. that person, that person, that person. And then, Same way, man. Yeah. It's the after, after the fact thing. Once they, yeah, we got all these rules and regulations out there, you know, that, that can can get you, but you know we kind of yeah. like teetering. We teetering on the line of a lot of them because of the training. And then what piece. we then what we always do, right? And I'm seeing it so much, man. And oh man, like I need a forum. We need a forum for this because we come up like you just said. We come up with like more initiatives or more programs, like to reinforce something that we already had programs in line to mm -hmm. enforce. But again, we not we 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 wasn't. Uh, you know, taking responsibility over that or over those programs. He wasn't taking ownership over those programs. So all we do is, oh, from now on, we need to do this. And, you know, when you really look at it, like, yo, we were doing this already like this. Like I was reading something about yeah. like, I was reading something about like a mentor program, like a new like mentor buddy program or something like that. It's like, yo, we already have all these programs. Like, yeah. like we don't, it's like, like less enrich the programs that we have instead of thinking like, I don't even know who making these programs. Oh yeah, they need uh, they need um mentors. That's what they need. Like they, we get, we got them already. Like like let's <laughs> enrich what we have. You know they need buddy yeah. Actually, I do the EASC program, and one of the things on there is I haven't talked about it yet because I really want. But one of the things on there is called buddy care. That's like shipmates helping each other. Like we should be doing that already. Like what do like the yeah. program? But um, one of the things I want to talk about um before we get off this topic because. What's important there, this, this is a really, man, we could do a whole 35 episodes on this topic. But what's important yeah. is, you know, one of the things I, 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 even on Facebook, I just was saying, like, normalize saying it's not my job when it's not your job, right? And I said, this is not a Navy post. I said that for one reason, right? Because it could be a Navy post. Normalize yeah, yeah. is not my job when it's not your job. Could be a Navy post because a lot of people do get yeah. overworked and stuff like that. But the reason why I said it's not a Navy post only had to do with damage control because I believe that we shouldn't keep 
like people in the same positions and damage control for too long. Like you need to get in it, learn it, uh, do it the best, like, you know, minus the like electricians, of course, cause I'm an electrician, but do it, learn it, uh, master it, whatever, rotate, let somebody else do it. Cause we, in my opinion, when some real shit go down, we need a versatile team, right? And there's no space to be saying, this not my job. I'm the hose man. I'm the, if yeah. some real stuff go down, that EM who might, you know, we are restricted to like a certain role or responsibility, you might wind up grabbing somebody. You better know how to do first aid. You know, you better know how to do some, some certain stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that is, oh, yeah. that's another thing that, you know, really gets me is like, if you get a seller saying it's not my job and we talk about damage control. No, no. Damage control is damage control. And that's every aspect of it. It's your job. You can't go yeah. do the electrician's job, of course, because you're not an electrician. But outside of that, that's damage. I think I think electrician is what probably the only role in damage control that you have a specialist in or whatever. Yeah, right? I, th- I think it is, man. I think it's like the only one. Yeah. Everybody could be a scene leader. Everybody, I mean, yeah, it's like pretty much the one, only one. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know how you feel. You're a DC man, but I feel like. We need to be rotating, like I like like yeah, yeah. like it, yeah. like you shouldn't be a boundary man. Like oh, he's the best boundary man. He's the best yeah. investigator. Like nah, everybody need to be able yeah. to do it. We need a team full yeah. of Lebrons, man. Yeah, and 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 that goes to man. That goes back to um, empowering sailors to want to be great, man. Yeah. To want to to want to be great. A lot of people is okay. Man, I'm a boundary this thing out. I don't want to move. I don't want to get qualified yeah. and nothing else and all that stuff. But when I say empower them and showing them, man, like one of those things is like they don't want to get qualified, you know, higher than a bounderman. Guess what? You may not get an East West pin either then because you got to be a 310 to get East West. You know what I mean? Things like yeah. that that you can make happen that you could put in, in the program. To, yeah. Right. To make, make, make stuff shine, man. Like, so, yeah. I'm accountability you. beforehand. You know, why are we yeah. why are we going and doing these investigations and finding out we got junior officers in a pilot house that's not qualified? Are they rushed to qual? Come on, man. That's a that's a that's a culture thing. That's something that we doing, yeah. man. You yeah. know, yeah. we ain't got enough time. We you know, this, this, that. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like I said, mm-hmm. that that's triggering, you know, for me. So I could be on that forever. Um so Ever. yeah, me so too, let, let, let let's yeah. let me let's let me get off that. I'm gonna talk uh, I'm gonna go over my book. Um, I'm going to go over yeah. my book. Um, it's called Between the World and Me by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Mm-hmm. Real good book, man. A real good book. Uh, it's about this dude from uh, Baltimore. Um, and he's talking to his son. It's like a letter to his son, man. Um, he talk a lot about protecting his skin, protecting his body. No, protecting his body. And uh, his son, he saw Michael Brown get killed. And after Michael Brown got killed, his son, like, was like after the trial and you know the people yeah. got away like scot free whatever um his son went upstairs he ran upstairs and started crying saying like that it's no justice or whatever so i guess that would that's what triggered tanahasi costa you know go ahead and write this book about his upbringing and different things that he you know he went through it's, a, it's it was the audio book um it was short about three and a half hours um really good book man one of the best books i read ever most likely like a uh, short book, one of the best books. Most I think they just recently made like a whole movie or something out of it too. It's on, like, uh, I want to say it's on Amazon Prime or something like that. But um, and I'm gonna definitely go check it out now that I I, I read this book. It's super yeah. relatable though. It's about like growing up in an inner city, um, where people pull guns out at you and you got to deal with you know a lot of different stuff. Uh, one of the stories that really stood out was a story about 
a black kid that was killed by a black cop in a black neighborhood with a black system and 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 the significance of that story um and it's crazy because that for me was the bridge between Tanahasi and his son who experienced you know Mike Brown but his son lived a completely different life cuz Tanahasi you know became a writer and was able to mm-hmm. provide and take his son places that he had never been like he never left the country until like 25 you know all he knew was his neighborhood that he grew up in and stuff like that. So it's a really, really, really good book for any American. Honestly, it's an it's, 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 it's African-American kind of based book, but it's, yeah. a, it's a good book for, I never like to get into that because reason why I never like to get into like, yo, this is an African-American book versus like it being an American book is because I, we grew up reading American books that didn't have any African-American characters in it at all. Right. And we didn't never have to say, like, we never had to classify it as like a certain book. We just read it. You know what I mean? It's a mm-hmm. story. It's an American story. So, um, like, Holden Caulfield, like, Catcher in the Rye and all that stuff, like, The Giver and all that stuff. Like, I, like I've like i read all of that stuff as just books. You know what I mean? So, this is a good book. Um, again, African-American author. Um, he's talking to his son. He talked about some problems that, you know, he experienced growing up in an urban neighborhood. Um, it's not even like about too much about like racism or slavery or nothing like that. It's just about some yeah. of the things that like he dealt with as a young black man growing up in the city of Baltimore, going to Howard. He went to Howard University um, and some of the stuff that, you know, he dealt with going to Howard. So that book, I gave yeah. it five stars, man. It's one of the best yeah. books I read this year. Yeah, man. So I got a book. Man. Oh, for real? So... What happened Dang. to me, man, is I didn't get my TA in in time, man. So yeah, um, uh, so I got a book, man. So the book is really not like my book per se, uh-huh. but my my wife's friend, you know, um, introduced her to this book, right? And it's called "We Should All Be Millionaires," uh-huh. uh, written by Rachel Rogers, right? So okay, um, and how the reason why I got the book. It's because when we buy an audio book, me and her share it, and I, it comes up on my thing too. So as I'm going to work, at first, she, I guess she didn't even know I was, you know, reading it, whatever. But <laughs> I, um, as I'm going to work, I got a, you know, it's two hour there, hour back. So I just play, Damn. you know, the book. So I'm playing this book, man, and and it's a book about it's it's a um, uh, empowering women, yeah, you know what I mean, type book. And you think, man, why, why, why this so this book is so exciting to me? But let me tell you, man, this this the couple of points I want to point out in the book was um, um, the thing the lady was doing to make money, mm-hmm. and 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 you don't even think about it, man. Like it was more than just being a millionaire. It was more about um, using your time wisely and all this type of stuff. So one of the examples was like. She has a personal chef, right? Mm-hmm. So she bring this personal chef in three days a week and pay her the same amount of money she go out and make grocery with that week. Yeah. We don't look at it like that. Yeah. Now she has more time to do other things now. Yeah. Instead of being there cooking, she has a fridge full of food, healthy food, healthy stuff. Yeah. Right? She got a personal assistant, Right? that comes in and do things in the house, do other things that she don't have to do 
and it's Choi is paying the same money. Yeah. You know what I mean? That she would do if she was doing it normally. She said the problem is people just don't want to do it. Yeah. People feel like they like they could pay you could pay twenty dollars an hour and bring somebody in for three hours, three or four times a week. Yeah, I, I think we would save money if we had a personal chef. Yes. That's cheaper than Uber Eats. Yes. And and all these little things, it was it's more than that to it, man. That's what I'm saying. I, I encourage anybody to go out and read this book. I know it's kind of a woman powering book or whatever, but I'm here to tell you, man, that the ideas and things that was coming out of this book opened my eyes up. Yeah. Right. For for things like challenging yourself and and you don't need a whole lot of money to do things that you think you need to do. You just gotta get started and you gotta get going and and uh, man, the book is is is, is very good. Man, I'm I'm thinking about like reading it again because there's so yeah. many good good points in this book. Yeah, to make you think about what we're doing every day. And she got like like all the stuff she got, man. Like she was just saying about like to give herself more time. She was hiring people for it to do it. Right, like like for example, my wife was doing cups. Right, so she was doing. My wife was making these cups. And, and we, was, we was relating the book to her cups. It was like, well, what if you hire somebody on the weekend to come in for four hours and pay them $20 an hour? Yeah, you would, she would get more done as well. She'd get more done, yeah. more cups. And, you know, stuff like that that she was talking about yeah. is really not much money you think it is yeah, when, you, when you actually do it, you know? So, yeah, man. So it's a, it's a powerful book. Again, the name of it, uh, We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers, man. So, um, take a look, take a take a peek at it, man. It's a pretty good book. I definitely want to check that out, man. I'm gonna have to write that down. I def- I'm, yeah, I'm man, definitely gonna sure. check that out. All for right, sure. so now it's on to our movie, Netflix movie, war movie, right? Not a, not a. Um, you know, we watched a few about PTSD and different things like that. This is a strict war movie. Um, you always, you know, it's gonna be like a, some PTSD elements and stuff like that. But this was like the action answer to Dunkirk to me from the French. Um, it's called The Forgotten Battle on Netflix. A couple things about it is um, it's a Dutch Dutch movie, Dutch movie. So uh, Dutch Resistance, it's called like The Battle of the Schelt, Schelt or whatever. So yeah. it pretty much was, um, man, I, I'm trying to not have to read all of this. So the director, his name is Mathis Van... He Negan Jr. <laughs> or whatever. Um, and then the actors, I don't know them, so I'm not even going to like uh, butcher their names. Like I just butcher his name. But yeah. it's it's um, when the Allied troops, right, were pretty much, and we watched, at this point, we watched this movie, what, like weeks ago or something like that? Yeah, yeah. All right. But the Allied, the Allied troops were kind of, all coming in um, to was it France? Um, let me see where was it at. Uh, is so after Normandy, I feel bad about this. <laughs> I feel real bad about this, but um, it's it's pretty much like this was the last piece of land that wasn't yeah. I, that the Nazis still occupy in a certain area, and if. The Allied troops could get this last like slip of land. We pretty much had a like easy kind of passage through to win the war, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and eventually in the movie, we had pretty much won it over 
but we just hadn't got there yet or something like that. So it was still some um, German kind of uh, control. Right. And then it was breaking. Yep. It was broken down through three different. I'm sorry about the la- us trying to figure it out, but it was broken down through like uh, three different points of view. Um, One was the point of view of the sister of like, well, the family of like this one uh, young kid who was like 17. He was a, like a part of like a resistance uh, of these guys. They had like a secret group. So uh, that was the one uh, thing. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about his dad, the dad. In, the, in that movie um another was the point of view of a soldier who got hurt and then came back he had to come back and work for uh one of the uh, military leaders there and then yeah. it was the other was about uh again a behind enemy lines because uh one of the planes uh of the allied troops landed in their uh the still nazi occupied land the so pilot, it was, right yeah so it was yeah. about that group it was about you know that group um, all in all, it was a good movie. I'm not going to ruin this for anybody and give too many spoilers. So The Forgotten Battle was a good movie. This not going to be a long review um, for me. I give it a four out of five. It was really good. Like the, the the cinematography, the action, like everything was good. I think I watched it in segments as well. But yeah, the one thing I want to talk to you about is the dad, man. So the son, right? He throws. I just said I wasn't going to give up spoilers. So let's kind of like change that real quick. Son had a camera, right? The Nazi, the Nazi uh, soldiers pretty much took the camera, smashed that shit on the ground. Boom, right? So after that, he picks up a rock. He throws it at like a, a Humvee or something like that, right? He throws it at a truck, makes the yep. truck crash. He killed like five dudes, right? So after that, and this was the like probably this part. The story part that captivated me was like their story, right? That was one of the biggest parts of the movie, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Right so, here. So after that, he, you know, they looking for whoever did it, right? They looking for whoever did it. They like, oh, we just going to kill every young boy around until yeah, we find it's crazy, right? you know, whoever yeah. did it. So then they, the dad's a doctor. He's like, he's like one of the dudes that's treating them or whatever like that. We're like good, noble man. So um, he like pretty much get to this thing where he like, all right, I'm going to get my son to, you know, turn himself in. And. To, for, for, I want to talk more about this, but I'm gonna just—I I don't think I could ever do that, man. Could you? Yeah. What would you do? I would never man? do that. I would never do that. We gonna—we gonna live our lives as normal, and and he had a basement down there. They are gonna have to drag my kid up out of here, yeah. man. I ain't no way in the hell, and I know what's gonna happen to him. Yeah, Come yeah, on, man. Yeah. You can't you be. You know that what's naive. gonna happen to him. Like you can't yeah, be. You that know naive, what's gonna happen man. to him. You know what I mean? So that was that was dude. That was one of the biggest parts of the whole movie but I'm, I'm gonna tell you what made the movie good for me man and this happens to me all the time in these different movies um where you got so many different things going on like you had three stories that i knew about you know what i mean it was three stories yeah, in that movie yeah. and sometimes i get lost in those three stories you know what i mean i like oh man this why i got so much shit going on but this movie wasn't like that man yeah i was actually in tune paying attention to like the parts, like you said, the part about the, the 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 dad, the boy, that was its own thing. The sister had her own thing yeah, going on, thing. and then you had the, the the pilot. You know what I mean? The guy that did this kind of guiding pilot thing, man. They had their own thing going on with their pilot program was crazy as hell, man. They just gliding into places, whatever that shit was crazy. Yeah. But um, to 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 keep my attention with all these different storylines, man, was was big. Um. The, the scenes and like you said from a from from 
a cinema standpoint, man, was good. Like yeah, everything yeah, yeah. made yeah, sense to me. Yeah. Everything like 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 was real. It looked real, man. So, but it was a good movie, man. It was different from 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 that standpoint because this this is a movie that was another side of World War Two. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was a different side of, like you say, it was about a, a spot of land that can help them get to where they did what they do the thing they trying to do. So yeah, yeah, man, good movie. I also give it a, I also give it like a four out of five. Also, man, um, but but my but my thing was about the fact that the storylines of it all, man, the storylines and keeping it together, and then at the end, it actually actually some good stuff happened. So it was a good deal. Yeah, yeah, really good movie. You said you gave it a four out of five too. Yeah, that's Khalid. That's Khalid right there. Yeah, Khalid. Khalid gave four out of five too. <laughs> there <you> go. <laughs> yeah, he gave it four out of five yeah, also, man. man. Yeah, man. Good, good movie. Check it out, man. We'll probably talk more about it at some other point. But uh, yeah, man. This one, this one, it's, it's you know started a little, started a little rough, I think. Yeah, yeah. We got together. We got, we got together, man. Yeah, man. Together. Permission to speak freely. Next week is the anniversary. Next week is the anniversary. Most definitely, man. Looking forward to it, man. Got some great, great things coming up. Got some guests coming up uh, soon, too. So, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. That's it for me, man. I'm done. That's it for me, too, man. Peace. Mississippi, stand up. Let's go.